so in this episode, we will be discussing what we did with our weeks, um, all of the updates that have happened in the past week with Bachelor Nation, specifically involving Chris Harrison and Rachel Kirkenell. Um, and then we get into the episode where we discuss a lot of the women leaving and what's going to happen from here on out with hometowns coming up. everyone welcome back we're so happy to have you guys here for another episode um we have a lot to get through today so let's just jump right into it how were your guys's weeks uh <laughs> Bella, you go first i'm trying to think if i even have anything to talk about um what did you do for valentine's day okay well first i like got up and i made my entire family like a nice valentine's day brunch we had some like lemon ricotta pancakes which was very interesting it was actually turned out really good I just don't like ricotta so I don't know why I chose a recipe with ricotta in it but I was like why not this seems fun um and then I also made my family dinner and so I made like um I made chicken tikka masala for them oh my god look at you so I really just like spent the whole day cooking which was like a nice little uh I don't know, break, hobby. I, like, never used to cook in college. I probably cooked, like, a handful amount of times and then just, like, ordered out all the time. So it's definitely, I'm, like, trying to teach myself, like, a new skill. So for Valentine's Day, we, I ha- I took inspo from you, Sophia, and we ended up ordering each other food. Um, Yay! So I got him, like, uh, fr- uh, pad thai with, like, fried chicken and then, like, um pineapple fried rice and then he got me tiramisu Mm, and a bunch of mexican food and then we watched to all the boys three so good (laughs) it was cute i really liked it i really liked it as well it was cute but i also feel like i think i liked the first two better I know the second one, like, the story wasn't that good, but I love Jordan Fisher so much. Like, if I had a celebrity crush, mm-hmm. it would be him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think, like, in comparison, it wasn't as good, but, like, as a, like, as a singular movie, it's still pretty good. Like, I, it was very enjoyable. I think it was actually my favorite. I don't really? know why. I didn't like the second one either, so I feel you. Yeah interesting <laughs> Nikita didn't like that <laughs> I think like the long distance was interesting just because like to talk about with John just because they're you know they're doing long distance from New York to California and we do long distance from Boston to California mm-hmm. um but I don't know just them getting back together at the end was so stupid in my opinion yeah yeah like I know they're trying to go for a feel-good ending and you know, like, you don't want to end on, like, a bad, sad note, but I was just like, there is no way that that works. Like, no way. (laughs) Because you can only see each other probably, what, like, over the summer, and then maybe, like, winter break, and and you're, like, also growing so much during that time. Like, if when you're older, it could work, like, I mean, once you're, like, out of college, but, like, when you're 18, I don't know, like, you don't want to like visit so often where you're losing out on like experiencing your own school you know honestly the entire time in the third movie he was bothering me (laughs) he he, like kept trying to like plan out their futures together without like even just making sure like Lara Jude was okay with it (laughs) 
Uh-huh. He was like, so at Stanford, we're going to do this, and we're going to study at the library together. And, like, one, who the fuck plans that? But two, like, let Lara Jean, you know, figure out shit for herself. And then when she was like, I want to go to NYU, he's like, oh, you do? Great, you can, like, transfer to Stanford, like, the year after. Like, if she wants to go to NYU, let her go to NYU. He made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Again, the fact that he was even going to Stanford in the first place, I could not get past it. Every single time he mentioned, like, oh, when we go to Stanford, I'm like, but why are you going? Like, how did you get in? I think through his athletic scholarship, right? Yeah, for lacrosse. But I still was just like, no, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, I'm sorry, you should not be going to this school. I was even, like, if he did... Yeah, sure, he got an athletic scholarship. I don't think he should have been banking on the fact that she would get into. Like, that is so stupid. (laughs) Stanford has such a low acceptance rate. Like, you can't bank on both of you getting into, you know, a very competitive school like that. But it's also just, like, I feel like no high school relationship or couple should, like, plan to go to school together. I feel like it never works. Everybody says you should go to college single just so you can, like, literally figure out who you are as a person. Because high school is one thing, but I feel like college is really where you figure out who you are. And, like, Peter needs to cut it. That wasn't it. I need him, like, out of my face. Lara Jean is going to thrive at NYU, and that's all I fucking care about, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I got waitlisted at NYU, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, like, I have I know people that have had relationships, like, going from high school to college, and they made it work. But usually it's because they, A, go to the same college. Yeah. Like, Mich- you know, like, I know people that went to mm-hmm. Michigan together. Um, or B, like, they went to Michigan State. (laughs) It's, like, very easy to see each other. So, like, Mm -hmm. them, I don't know, just being across the country, in my opinion, probably won't work. I'm not, I'm not saying, (laughs) (laughs) not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that's not what I would want to (laughs) do. I I like how Nikita's talking as if she's, like, planning her college experience with John. (laughs) She's like, so it's not gonna work. Like, you guys need to stop it. As if there's, like, a fourth movie. Wait, Sophia, how's your your weekend? Um, My weekend was pretty chill. I say that every single time. (laughs) I attempted my double layer cake again, and it went much better this time. Um, I've taken up baking as a hobby to help me, you know, relax and be less anxious. And, like, sometimes it helps. Um, that was so sad. (laughs) Um, anyways. (laughs) My Valentine Day was really fun. Um, I woke up and some, and, like, Will got flowers delivered, which was so nice. And the card was actually really funny. (laughs) He wrote something like, Happy Valentine's Day. Like, we got to get together soon because these delivery prices are crazy. (laughs) And I just thought that was so funny. Um, And then we kind of just, like, FaceTimed on and off. And then at night, um, I got him Indian food. He got me Mexican food. Um, So it was really funny how we could eat dinner together, but we kind of just got whatever we were in the mood for. (laughs) But, yeah, it was cute. Aw, that's cute. Why don't we jump into our Bachelor Nation updates? Um... We recorded our last podcast Tuesday night, and ever since then, a lot has happened. So we have a lot to talk about this week, so why don't we jump right in? I know, Nikita, you had a decent amount of updates if you want to get us started. Yeah, Bachelor Nation just, like, exploded this past week. (laughs) And they were like, 
they were like, we're going to do this for your podcast this week, so you have a lot to talk about, because the episode was dry, so here's a lot of drama. <laughs> um, okay, so first thing, first order of business, um, Claire and Dale were spotted together in Venice today, um, not wearing masks, I shall mm. say. <laughs> um, Mad. But, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm wondering if they're uh reconciling just after like some of the backlash that they got i don't know i i have a feeling that maybe they want to make amends um but i mean that yeah that's pretty much it um i guess we'll see where it goes from there um second thing is that there was some news i don't know how accurate this is but reality steve had posted an article saying that there might not be a Bachelorette season um, because of the Chris Harrison stuff that we'll get to later. Um, I think he was just saying that, like, Bachelor has to, like, really figure out what they're going to do with the next host and how much space that they need to before, like, Chris Harrison can come back. Um so whether that they make it work with a new host for Bachelorette or if they just push Bachelorette until after um, Bachelor in Paradise. So we'll see what happens with that. And then third thing, so I'm going through these very quickly. Um, third thing is that Demi Burnett from uh, Colton Season had a little Twitter rampage. Um, where she went off on the girls that were being mean to Heather this episode. Here, let me read you a few of her tweets. So she wrote, um, she kind of just went on like a rampage being like, mean, completely mean, congrats on scaring a girl to tears, assholes, hashtag the bachelor. And then... She was like, Heather for Bachelorette, and, okay, this is the funniest one. <laughs> this is the one I was like, okay, Demi, you're not that cool, like, you need to calm down. Um, she was like, Batch girls always love meeting me because my clout and ability to entertain. Well, <laughs> I don't want to know a single one of the people who said mean shit to Heather. Heather won't condone this, but I will say, kiss my ass. <laughs> and then she went, yeah, this show ended after my season, lol, I'm out. And I'm like, all right, Demi, <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> um, and then she got some backlash. People were like, okay, so you're just, like, negating two out of the three seasons that had POC leads. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. And that's when she knew she fucked up. <laughs> um, and then one, one other thing about Demi is that people were applying um, to her tweets and posting a picture of her that was on Snapchat of her wearing a jacket with a confederate flag on it um and then demi posted some videos apologizing being like i hate myself like i'm so sorry i didn't know what that flag represented and i should have known and like you know like i don't know she was she's like i'm so like stupid and like like you know like i hate myself and then people were like well i don't know like even you saying that feels a little manipulative you know like if you're if you're like going off being like like I suck I'm so stupid it feels a little like you're trying to like get sympathy you know <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you guys feel about that 
I mean, I feel like my thoughts are so directly tied into the whole Chris Harrison, like, Rachel thing. So it's, like, hard to separate them out. Because, like, my whole issue with everybody is that it's, like, they're only speaking up after they get called out versus, like, being, like, like, proactive about it. They're, like, waiting to see if they get in trouble and then apologizing. So I'm, like, honestly, everything everybody's saying... I'm like, I take it with a grain of salt because I'm just like, you just got, you're scared that your cloud's going to go away because you got caught, not because you, you didn't come forward apologizing because you like generally thought it was wrong and it was something you had to do. You're just trying to make up for like getting in trouble. So I'm kind of just like, whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say when we got into Rachel later. And I think with Demi, it's like, don't make it about yourself at the end of the day where she's like I hate myself for doing this like yeah exactly that's kind of how it came off to me um like I know she was trying to be sincere but like it felt a little manipulative um and the other thing I was gonna say is like I was telling you guys before the podcast the way she made it sound like she didn't understand the implications of wearing a jacket with a confederate flag like it was I think it was the picture was only taken like a year ago and also she's from Texas like she clearly knows what the confederate flag is and means so I don't know I just it just felt like a poor excuse you know like you totally should have known what that was and like not worn it especially in public (laughs) like what are you doing it was ridiculous Well, our next little piece of information, which I'm sure everybody kind of already knows since it's been on social media a lot, is that Chris Harrison is taking some time away from the Bachelor franchise after he did an interview with Rachel Lindsay defending Rachel Kirknell's, um, like, sort of racial comments and, um, like, old racist photos of her resurfacing and, and whatnot. So... That has been quite a whirlwind, and it prompted a lot of, like, Bachelor contestants to finally, like, acknowledge that there have been racial and diversity problems within the franchise, and a lot of them have been posting these messages in support of Rachel Lindsay. Um, So it's all been sort of, like, I guess it's, like, been boiling under the the old pot for a while, and it's finally starting to, like, brew over. So, yeah, that's, like, I guess the the main thing. Um, I personally think Chris Harrison should be fired. I know he's not doing after the final rose, but I think that's just one step. I mean, you can't be racist one week, and then the next week keep your role as the face of the franchise. Last year, the producers of The Bachelor said that they would do, quote, better. Um, and I think Taisha said something that I really agreed with. It was, like, with every step forward, this franchise always seems to do take two steps mm-hmm. back. And if they really are interested in moving forward and making a quote, uh, making things quote better, as they said last year, he needs to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I was like, I wasn't surprised at what he was saying. I was just surprised at like how aggressive he was being. And he was like really doubling down. Mm -hmm. I I kind of expected him to be a little bit more like, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, you might want to think about it this way too, but like, obviously, you know, like, Like, it's a, you know, I I just thought he'd be, like, a little bit more, like, open-minded and, like, not so defensive. And I think just because of, like, how aggressively defensive he was, that's why people, like, that's why he got so much backlash, you know? Well, it's that and that his comments were literally stupid. (laughs) Not to be too harsh, but, like, he literally was, like, when it came up that she went to, like, 
a plantation and had like an old colonial south party or whatever with her sorority and he was like well I mean you're looking at it in a 2021's lens so obviously it's not okay now but back in 2018 and you're just like no like racism there's no year that you could go back to where you you can confidently be like racism was okay like you know what I mean like racism is never okay in any era any year any like any place so it's just kind of like I was just I like when I read that I was like are you actually stupid like you have to be dumb to say something like that like there's no way I just like could not imagine someone actually thinking that way that like racism was okay two years ago but now because of black Black Lives Matter, now all of a sudden racism is bad. Like, no, it's it's always been bad. Mm-hmm. And he also, he later doubled down saying that the show doesn't really owe anybody a full response or he said something along those lines and I just thought that was the stupidest thing ever where he was just like, they gave Rachel this platform, Rachel Kirkenell this platform, and it's just like, yes the show owes everybody a response they can't just keep evading responsibility and saying, oh, we didn't know yeah no i agree um i it was just kind of funny because i watched i like actually watched the interview um the day that i aired and then like the very next day he comes out with an apology and i was like what (laughs) i didn't really seem very genuine just in comparison to like how aggressive he was being and how defensive he was being the day before yeah and then it's like with Rachel, it's like she didn't even Rachel Kirkenow, not Rachel Lindsay. Right? With Rachel Kirkenow, she like finally made a statement addressing her like racist past, but she didn't like yeah. come forth on her own. Even after she's been accused for months of being racist, it was only when Chris Harrison and the franchise got in trouble that she was like, "I'm gonna put out a statement." Like with my full like quote unquote regrets or whatnot, and I was just like, "Shut up!" Like. You do, I, like, do not believe a word coming out of your mouth or typed on your screen or whatever. Like, it's just so disingenuous. And, I mean, uh, it was annoying. I'm curious to, like, I hope that they ask during, after the final rose or, like, in interviews, like, why did you wait so long? I'm wondering if maybe it was something to do with, like, Matt. Like, maybe Matt said, don't make a statement yet. I don't know. Like, you know, I, I don't know what it was. Or maybe, like, the, maybe, well, I was gonna say, like, maybe the show also, like, advised her not to, and, like, was hoping that it would, like, cool down. Um, yeah. I mean, I personally think that she saw these things herself, she was hoping they would go away, and that she wouldn't have to be held accountable, and then when things blew up last week, then she was like, oh, shit, I actually have to, like, say something. And in her apology, she was saying, like, she needs to be held accountable. But she, like, spent six plus weeks, like, evading accountability, you know? Yeah. 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 No, exactly. That's what made it so disingenuous is that you know she was waiting to see if she could get away with it. So it's like, your apology doesn't mean anything if you were just waiting to see if you could, like, just to get away with it and it would all blow over. Because that's just, like, not, it's not you being, like, a good person and being, like, I am, like, I've seen my flaws. I've seen, like, how I've fallen short. It's you being, like, am I going to get in trouble? Oh, shoot, I got in trouble. Okay, I guess I'll finally, like, apologize. I, well, what I thought was interesting is in her statement, she didn't really address, like, very specific allegations because she made it seem like some stuff was true and like inexcusable but some stuff like wasn't true 
And I kind of, like, wish she went into a little bit more detail. Maybe she, I don't know, maybe she, like, purposely just didn't want to. But, like, hopefully, I, like, if she's saying things aren't true, like, I want to know what those things are, you know? I mean, with both her and Chris Harrison's apologies, they were just so broad. What I guess, the thing I did like about it is that she's, like, my apology shouldn't, like, mean enough. Like, it should be, like, my actions going forward. And so, like you know, you don't have to, like, forgive me. Like, forgive me when I, like, change. So, that I liked. Yeah, I just feel like, again, her just waiting so long and only addressing it when it finally came to head, it just, for me, makes her yeah. entire apology, like like I said, like, completely disingenuous because it just seems like she Google searched, how should I apologize? Or, like, it literally seemed like she Googled everybody's failed apologies when making remarks about racism and then just like cut and paste like what people's feedbacks were and I think because and I don't know if that's like that's maybe me because I'm like I'm not gonna forgive her at least now like she just like she does just happen so maybe it's me just being bitter but I really think her waiting this long like completely changed the narrative and framing of her apology and like when she did it because it doesn't seem like she was taking responsibility but like finally having to address something that she can't avoid i was telling my boyfriend about all of this um because he had seen something on social media and then he sent me this tweet back i can't remember who actually wrote the tweet so i'm so sorry um but this person basically said don't take an l on behalf of someone else's l and i was just like chris harrison could have learned so much from just reading that tweet (laughs) So I guess we'll see where this all ends up going. Um, and I hope The Bachelor makes the right move. Yeah. Um, who do we think is going to replace Chris in After the Final Rose? My guess is JoJo, just because she already kind of has experience. But I'm curious. Like, I want someone that's going to be asking the tough questions, you know? I think they should have Rachel, Lindsay do it. I mean, I think they. I think JoJo's a good bet as well just because she's already done so much with the franchise and she has tv experience yeah. as well but like i really think they should let rachel Lindsay sort of steer the conversation and i feel like she can relate to matt's situation the most honestly out of everybody mm-hmm. so i feel like she would just be like a really good choice to sort of steer the conversation in a way that's like intelligent elegant and like as productive that would be the biggest win for her like (laughs) you know just like because she was the one that had to like do the conversation with Chris and so like for her to like replace him I think would be so dope (laughs) (laughs) I mean she spent years talking about this talking about the diversity issues within The Bachelor and like her what she was saying was so often met with like the bachelor producer saying like broad claims like they'll do better um i think this franchise needs to make a smart move and i think and i think they owe rachel an apology one but then two they owe her this i think as well i mean if she wants to do it who knows but yeah i agree and oh i was gonna say like she did say something about after her contract expires she doesn't want to do like the bachelor stuff again like all the like the podcast and everything that she does for them yeah i just feel like especially even like like you said sophia rachel has been ever since she she was on the show she's been speaking out against like the franchise's diversity issues and it's interesting how to me how through those three years 
virtually zero of the contestants ever like stood up with her like spoke with her like there wasn't really a huge support within bachelor nation for rachel while she was out advocating for these issues by herself and then all of a sudden now that's become a mainstream topic we're getting all of these like that old bachelor contestants being like we stand with Rachel, like, we, um, I think one of the phrasings of it was, even though Rachel was the, is the loudest voice, doesn't mean that she's alone, and I was like, it's interesting, because she was the only Mm -hmm. voice speaking up, so she was, in fact, alone, like, even if you, like, texted her on the side, or DM'd her, being like, you go, girl, like, if you're not, using your platform and supporting her and advocating for these important issues then you are leaving her high and dry so it's just like when I saw all those statements get released I was like I literally had to roll my eyes because I was like oh it's interesting now all of a sudden everyone's like so Mm -hmm. kumbaya like I've been supporting this for years and I'm like no you haven't like you've been gone yeah because they made that like unity statement with all the bachelorette or not bad. The, all the Bachelor like women from Matt's um, season, where they all like released the same exact statement, um, including Rachel, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like she posted it on her own Instagram. Oh, Rachel Corcanell, yeah, I yeah. Um, but I mean, I I like I thought that was nice. I know like Rachel Lindsay said that like she really appreciated it, and um, Tasha's guys did the same thing. They released their own like statement. Um, so I I like. I, I guess it was nice. It was kind of just, like, them coming together in order to, like, put out the statement that, like, it's not okay, you know? I feel like this season is just, like, so chaotic. Like, you would think that Matt James' season would be so, like, be, like, back on the right track and, like, you know, just even, like, hit casting him as, like, the first Black Bachelor, but then it's just turned into, like, more of the same conversation that we were having before, you know he was even the lead yeah i think i saw like this like graphic or whatever someone split um how much women had like screen time per woman and even though they casted like a good amount of people of color of women of color in this season the main screen time people were all white women it was like anna victoria mj rachel so it's like just casting these people just for them to show up and be in the camera frame like isn't enough like you have to give them adequate screen like screen time and like actually give their storylines justice instead of just like immediately instead of just focusing on all these white girls creating all this drama because it's again it's like it, it just makes even just casting them, it's making them be, like, a token appearance of, like, well, see, we gave you what you want. Like, you saw more, like, um, more people of color, but it's, like, you didn't give them justice of, like, screen time or, like, getting, having the audience get to know them, which makes your gesture completely empty. So it's just, like, I don't know. Like, there, I just feel like The Bachelor constantly is just trying to, like, throw like throw a bone to diversity but they're not actually committed to it and it's and it's just about time that they actually fully commit to being to like representing diverse voices on the show versus just doing all these empty gestures why don't we jump into the episode it first began with i believe the rose ceremony um what did you guys think this was like the first episode that we got two rose ceremonies 
I was like, finally, they end with one. Um, anyways, I, so just going based on my predictions last episode. (laughs) (laughs) So I was right about Heather, Serena C, and, um, what's her face? Oh, and Chelsea leaving. Um, I, I thought Abigail was leaving at the rose ceremony, and so I was wrong about that. She did get a rose. But honestly, she might as well have been cut then because <laughs> we know what happened with her. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there was any surprises with like Serena C and Chelsea. I think we all kind of agreed on that. Um, and then Heather going home was so embarrassing. I was like, uh, just for her, you know, in quarantine for two weeks to have like an hour with him. Yeah. And then to get berated by the other girls. <laughs> that does not sound fun. Maybe they'll get together when his relationship with Rachel ultimately fails. <laughs> you never <Dude>. know. <laughs> I, I think I said this last time. I was a bit nervous for the reaction Heather was going to get. I'm not surprised by the reaction she got. I don't think it was a good one, obviously. Um, and I think I said this last time they brought in new women. I can understand the initial frustration, but it just got to the point of being harsh. And that's never okay. And at the end of the day, it's like, Sure, they've been there for six weeks, which I understand is a month and a half, but they're acting as if they've known Matt for, like, three years. <laughs> like, come on. That's what's bothered me this whole time is, like, them saying, like, varsity squad or, like, we've been here for so long. Like, okay, in Bachelor terms, yes, but six weeks is nothing in real life. Like, just be nice. I just don't get it. Like, if, you're, if your relationship yeah. with Matt is strong enough, Heather won't challenge you, yeah. you know? I guess I will say, so I kind of was in a similar, I had a very similar experience where, like, I was in, I went to, like, I did a program where I was in the woods for six and a half weeks and I didn't have a cell phone. (laughs) I love that. And so it was the same 40 girl, not girl, sorry, same 40, like, students all in, like, you know, in the woods um, for six and a half weeks. And I will say that time did feel like forever. (laughs) Just because you don't have a phone and, like, all you can do is just talk about, like, gossip and, like, what's going on, you know, within, like, your group. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, like, the gossip and the drama, I mean, there wasn't, like, drama, but there was, you know, like, people hooking up with each other. Like, you know, everyone was gossiping about that. So, that's just, like, all you have to entertain you. So, I do understand how, like, being in that environment can, like, really get to you when, like, that's all you have to talk about. You know, you have, like, nothing else to distract you. Um, so I understand, like, why they were so frustrated with her coming in, and, like, I said this last episode, I would be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, like, when there's two, at least two to three people going home, um, and the fact that, like, she might get a rose, but I also do think, like, me and my roommate were watching it, and we were like, these girls are being so dramatic. (laughs) Like, the, like, Piper, like, coming outside and, like, wailing, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to calm down <laughs> it is not that big of a deal <laughs> um but I don't know if you guys saw this she went on Bachelor Happy Hour which is Rachel and Becca's podcast and she said that like after reflecting about that moment like you know after the show she was saying that the reason she thinks she like overreacted was that it was hard watching like this like blonde beautiful like woman just that you don't know just come in and like take your time away and then the fact that like Matt interrupted their conversation that they were in the middle of to talk to this other like 
pretty like white girl it like I think she said that she was just like it, w- it was like her insecurities coming back which I feel like her not knowing who Heather is and like also the fact that Heather didn't address Piper she just she didn't say anything to Piper she just talked to Matt she she felt very like invisible um so I like I guess I can like I can see where she was coming from when she was saying that also think she overreacted like (laughs) girl needs to calm down but I like I understand why she was upset yeah I mean I totally get why it's a frustrating situation for all of them like I totally get why they're upset again maybe because it's like I'm not a confrontational person I just could never imagine saying those things to another person's face and then having someone cry and me continue to being like an asshole to them like I just I don't maybe I hold myself up to a pedestal or something and that's not true but I just like (laughs) I really just don't think that's something I could do and even when I like look at like thing people who have annoyed me at like past work experiences or stuff like that like sure like with my friends I'll be like oh this is so annoying but when that person like comes to me or I interact with that person like I like it's not malicious <laughs> like it's not because it's just not the way to go so I just feel like that's where I where my understanding is limited because I'm just like I get the frustration but I just could never imagine ever making someone cry and then not feel bad about it like that's just so weird yeah I um literally all the girls were so mean like kit called her a bitch i'm like oh my god i would never do that (laughs) no matter how much i hated you i wouldn't call you a bitch to your face like that's so mean (laughs) to your face (laughs) yeah oh oh i'll call you a bitch like behind the scenes but (laughs) not to your face well why don't we talk about serena p's (laughs) one-on-one girl so flexible oh my god I looked at her Instagram, and she, apparently she's a dancer, so that makes sense. <laughs> but I was like, you look so graceful <laughs> doing all of these moves. I really do like how she brought it up to Matt that she didn't like the tantric yoga, because I think in a lot of situations, I like thought of myself in this situation, where I was like, okay, I'm, in, I'm on national television, and I'm being told to do this. Like, I don't think I would have said anything. And that's, like, so not the way mm-hmm. to do it. So... Because obviously if you're in an uncomfortable situation, you should say it, you know? And I just don't think I would have in that circumstance. So I really like that she did. Because I think it just, like, it, like, set everything straight, you know? Yeah. I feel like we all expected her to get the rose. So no surprise there. I want to talk about Abigail. This is the only time I've been mad at Matt. Because I think Matt's doing a great job. But I was, like, he said he felt the connection, obviously, because he gave her that the first impression rose or whatever it's called then he like was like okay but I didn't feel it because I went on other one-on-ones and I felt it more with them but I was like okay but you felt it with her so that means there's some spark or connection so give her a one-on-one so you can see if that's actually true you know you can't just say oh I went on other one one one-on-ones and I felt it more and then not even give her the opportunity after you also felt the spark with her I just I was it didn't make a lot of sense (laughs) yeah because he basically said I felt so secure in our relationship in the beginning that I completely ignored you and developed other ones (laughs) and I was just like okay (laughs) like why why did you keep her along you clearly knew at the group date that you weren't going to choose her for the next rose ceremony like why didn't you let her go at the one prior like it made no sense to me Especially if you're not going to give her a... Justenia made sense because he gave her a one-on-one to see. But, like, if you're not going to give her a one-on-one and you knew that, like, why did you keep her? I, like, that, I... 
That's what I'm saying. Also, Kelly, you owe me a quarter because she didn't get a one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Venmo you. I thought the bet was 50 cents. Oh, oh, two quarters. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just bankrupted my you. My bank account is sobbing. <laughs> But then, moving on to the next girl that went home uh, was Kit. What were your guys' thoughts on that? I think that was the most mature decision I've ever seen someone make on the show. I mean, she probably should have done it a little bit sooner, but it made complete sense. Like, even her going into it being like, I don't want to have kids right away. I was like, this mm-hmm. is a great conversation. Like, you should definitely be addressing these, especially because of the oh, age yeah. gap. So I was like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And then when she was like, I just can't see me accepting a proposal and she laughed I was like honestly good for you like that's exactly what you need to do for yourself um I have to read you guys the funniest memes so (laughs) there's a meme that's like it's like kid doing this and she's like we can totally get married I just need to take my finals first (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like um uh what was the other one so, my girls are planning a spring break trip to Cabo, and I'm trying to go. <laughs> As, As she, she should, should. Exactly. I was like, Kit, remembering she's only 21 and has no business getting engaged to a man she went on one date with, and it's like the Spongebob, I am a head out. <laughs> I've been a little iffy on Kit this, like, this season, only because of how she's been reacting to some of the other women. But what I really liked about this was that she didn't tell Matt what she thought he wanted mm-hmm. to hear. Like, she told him the truth. And I think what I really liked about that was she was like, yes, I'm young. I want to see the world. I want to be my own person. I want to figure out who I am before I settle down and have kids. And that's, like, such a normal thing. And it's, like, what I thought was so interesting about it was at 21, I mean, I'm 23 and I still don't know what I want to do. Like, I can't imagine, like, fathom the thought of getting engaged right now and, like, even thinking about kids. Um, I, in fact, watched a video today of this YouTuber I watched and she was talking about her, like, birthing experience because she just had a baby and it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life and I literally never want to have kids. <laughs> but the point is, the point is, I feel like she told him exactly, like, for her own sanity and for her own well-being and for her own development as a human what she needed and I thought that was really important I see that's funny that you guys took it that way I just took it as like (laughs) this is her opportunity to get the fuck out of there before she has to like do hometowns like just in case like I don't know I like I feel like Kit never had the intention of getting married like this was just a perfect like influencer career start for her and once it gets so close to the end like you don't want to end up being picked like cassie did (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh fuck that wasn't in the cards for me it like for me it just felt like i don't know like i might as well head out now before things get serious what did you guys think of the jesenia's one-on-one date her date looked so fun i want to do that i don't Mm. have you guys ever done that (laughs) like drifting oh yeah yeah. i don't even have a car (laughs) Um, I want to do that one day. That looked so fun. <laughs> <laughs> if I were Jasenia, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, what a fun day before I go out, you know? <laughs> Gotta go out with a bang. <laughs> that's what I'd be thinking. Yeah, that's what I'd be thinking. <laughs> I was, I thought it was like a cute date. By that point, I was kind of like over the episode. <laughs> I will say, I, I feel like it's kind of what I said with Katie. Like, I feel like they had more of a spark than him and Katie did, but I still like, 
I just didn't see it as much as I did with some of the other women. I also, I, I don't know. Jacinda comes off as a little mean to me, too. I'm telling you, after yeah. the way I've seen them treat all these other women, and I mean all of them, I have no care for any of them. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, whatever, go home. <laughs> like, next. Besides, like, maybe Michelle, who hasn't really done or said anything super harsh, but these all, like, I don't, I I'm not really invested in any of these women anymore. <laughs> That is what's strange about this season is I feel like they haven't really gotten us invested in anyone because we just don't know anyone that well, you know? No, we don't. Again, I think it's like just focusing three, four episodes all about drama. Nobody liked it. It was ridiculous. It painted everybody in such a bad light. Um. Oh, something we, we forgot to talk about, Brie, like Brie during the group date saying that she quit her job. For Matt, I was like, girl, are you kidding? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that was a big mistake. Um, I mean, like, I like unless her old job doesn't pay as much as like being an influencer does, <laughs> then then it's fine. <laughs> I mean, and she'll find another job. She'll like she'll get hired again. Somewhere. Yeah, she will. Well, that's what like she's. It's fine for her to do it, but like, imagine if you quit your job. And then you got sent home, like, night one. <laughs> then you can't even be an influencer. Because you have no influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> well, shall we close out with the celebration of our final four? Which I think most of us called were Brie, Michelle, Serena, yeah. and Rachel. Who do we do we have predictions on placements for one through four? Um, I guess we all we all think Rachel's gonna win. Yeah, I think Michelle's gonna get second, and then it's gonna be like Brie, much Brie, Serena, or Switch. Yeah, those two are pretty interchangeable. Like, I feel like they're just kind of they're just there to have a good time. They're just kind of in the yeah. background. They're there yeah. to have a good time at this point. <laughs> see what i will say is brie is very likable like i haven't seen anybody yeah, say like is. one bad thing about brie so i feel like and same with michelle so if rachel does win um then i think michelle and brie i've heard some things of some people not loving serena p so i think brie and michelle are just gonna thrive after this show yeah like in paradise or potential bachelorette mm-hmm yeah, I can see that. Also, like, well, Abigail also got a very, like, heavy Bachelorette edit on her way out. So I think, like, if they haven't called it yet, I think it's between Katie, Abigail, Michelle, and Brie. I don't know who else it could be between. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of the other girls were very likable on TV. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are fine yeah. in real life, but on TV, at least, they were not giving great edits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we wrap it up for this week? And next week is hometowns, which is crazy. Like I feel like this this season has been like a fever dream. <laughs> I like don't remember it honestly. It kind of like went. It was like so quick. It was like we had ten girls and now we have four. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Here for the Worst Reasons and on Twitter at Here for the Worst.
as always, trust the process and trust this podcast.